The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Now, new hate speech laws uh, on the way in Ireland. Uh, bill making its way uh, through the Oireachtas at the moment, though proving to be uh, somewhat controversial. Ronan Mullen is an independent uh, senator. He's with me now. Uh, Ronan, why is the hate speech bill controversial? Because it's using the criminal law in a way that is destined to have a chilling effect on free speech because it is extremely vague. It basically criminalises a person uh, if they uh, behave or if they communicate material that is likely to incite hatred. But there is a complete failure to define hatred. But it's really that taken with the fact that you have a whole raft of new protected categories of people who are protected from this kind of speech. And let's agree at the start, none of us has a problem with inciting uh, to, to violence or material that would incite violence. This is about chilling people's natural freedom of speech. So when you have this dramatic new list of protected categories, leaving out others, and it includes, strangely and bizarrely, an amazing new definition of gender, which the government uh, seems to have smuggled in without any proper discussion, landing us right in the middle of the culture wars where the people who are, let's say a person is on the media uh, and they're saying in robust terms that they don't want their child playing GAA uh, in girls GAA with a biological male. And let's say they put that in pretty strong, robust terms. Mm. Is there a possibility that they will be called haters on social media? Certainly. We see that already. Is there a possibility of a pylon saying, pointing to the Gardaí saying, this is hate speech? Possibly because the Gardaí already operate a very low threshold for non-crime hate incidents. It's based on the perception of the person. So whether this comes to pass or not, it is simply unacceptable in a democracy that the criminal law would be used to try and educate people out of hateful attitudes. It's work that has to be done, but it should be done in our schools. It should be done in our communities. You do not have people wondering whether what they're saying is breaking the law or not. And the government has made a serious misstep on this and they should get back to the drawing board. Barry Ward, Finnegan Senator, should they get back to the drawing board? Well, there's a lot to unpack there. I love the way Ronan says that this is about educating people out, out of kind of hatred opinions. This should be done in our schools and our communities. But the reality is, most of the people doing this are beyond school. They're so called adults. And we know that they are targeting people in our communities people who are different ethnically, people who are different um, racially, different religions, different nationality. These people are being targeted all the time. They aren't entitled to enjoy their lives at the moment because of the amount of hatred and violence that is aimed at them. Now, what this bill tries to do is to say that's not okay. It's not okay, and it's it's actually criminal to do it because you are disturbing. And you talk about rights, Ronan. You are disturbing those people's constitutional right to enjoy their their free time, their space, their workplace, the the public realm in this country, and many of them can't do that. So when Ronan t- talks about, for example, impinging on free speech. Free speech is not an absolute right. No constitutional right is. There's always a balance of rights. So free speech is already curtailed, for example, by the law on defamation. You cannot say whatever you want. Ronan says that this is going to criminalise people because they're likely to incite hatred. And of course, that's not what it says. What it says is likely to incite hatred or violence, or they in, they must also intend to do that. So the intention is that. And that is a very... Or be reckless as to whether yeah, it happens. Now, don't misrepresent I, the law, no, no, Barry. It's sorry, very Ronan, vague Ronan, and it's very catch-all. Hang on a second, Ronan. It's not. It's exactly the same way that this language is... is 
is can is couched in other offences. We talk about intention to commit an offence or reckless as to whether but or not those offences don't target ordinary people who are ex- exercising the freedom of speech. If Barry could name me a single example of the behaviour he thinks is going on at the moment that should be criminalised, I would probably be able to show you that it's already against the law, whether it's the public order uh, legislation on threatening abuse of uh, uh, or insulting behaviour or obscene behaviour. You also have the 1989 legislation which already criminalises. Mm. What's happening here is that there is a vague new standard being brought in. The government has, I got the Irish Council for Civil Liberties to agree with me that this bill should not pass unless hatred is designed. You see, the criminal law is the extreme end of it. I would show, my point is this, the law is already there. The criminal law okay. should not be used to try and put but manners of people the before criminal they open law to their which Ronan okay. is referring is the 1989 Incitement to Hatred Act, Prohibition yeah. on Incitement to Hatred Act, under which a total of 50 prosecutions have been taken since 1989. That act, of course, was passed before we had smartphones or the internet, for example, in everybody's home and everybody's pocket. So there's a huge need to update the legislation. Yes, and you want to demand people's passwords on Let Barry finish his You point. also refer to the Public Order Act, which is a completely different thing. This is not about public order, because you and I both know that this kind of behaviour happens online without any risk of, of a breach of public order, which is required for Section 6, which you cited there. It's happening in, in Snapchat. It's happening in Twitter. It's happening in Instagram. It's happening on instant messaging between children. And it's not being addressed. And it's happening in an organised way at adult level by groups who want to undermine this p- so, protected... So, Ronan, bef- before groups. you come back in, uh, Barry, is it your contention then that this legislation is simply needed to bridge that gap, that gap created by the internet? Not just that, but yes, that. But it's also required to address the fact that there are people in our society who are constantly the target of Yeah, no, I appreciate that. But the 1989 Act doesn't allow for prosecutions when this is on the internet. It's made on Snapchat. And information systems are defined in the Act for the the bill. But Barry has has defined a hundred different examples of bad behaviour, including children uh, misbehaving on social media. And I presume he's not suggesting the children should be targeted by, by this legislation. The problem is it's all so desperately vague. We're all against anything that incites violence. The type of speech that Barry is talking about could easily be said to be speech that incites violence and he wouldn't have any opposition if they confined it. It's the very Are you opposed to the Incitement to Hatred Act from 1989? No. Nor am I opposed, by the way, to, to provisions in this legislation uh, that prohibits condoning genocide and all sorts. I'm not a free speech absolutist. This is about getting the balance right. And our democracy needs to let people express their ideas. It's fine, as I said before, for people like Barry and myself. We're politicians. We have privilege in the Shannon. We've probably got brass necks. We're able to defend ourselves. But it's the ordinary person who may not be the most polite when they express their worries or concerns, who may be even rude. Let's say a parent who's absolutely outraged that their child child is being put in danger by having to play girls now sports with biological men. They, they are the very kind of person that could be targeted no. under this new legislation. Barry, you that the guards need to prosecute it. You okay. It's your responsibility. It's your responsibility. You're in government. It's your responsibility to guarantee certainty in the criminal law. Citizens deserve no less than that. And you haven't given to them any uncertainty in this. What Ronan is talking about is people who take offence. This bill does not make it illegal to offend someone. People will continue to offend after this legislation is passed. What this bill is about is targeted hatred at specific groups relating to religion, nationality, ethnicity, um, sexual orientation, whatever it might be. We know that that's happening and it goes way beyond offence. And it's not about robust comments about people playing on GAA teams. That's not what it's about. This is not about shutting down debate. It's about taking the hatred out of debate. It's about saying to people it's not okay to use a certain type of language which casts aspersions, casts hatred and encourages other people to engage in that hatred against specific groups. The, 
the, the, the problem is that when you define it so vaguely, what one person's robust freedom of expression is going to be some other campaigner's hatred. And that is it's far from clear because it says likely to incite hatred. Yeah. You don't even decide to define hatred but, in the okay. legislation. Well, Ronan, this you, is sorry, sorry Barry. No, no, Barry, you, this you, is a you, democracy and well, you the government is far okay. too right wing on this. You have got to recognise that there will be people expressing ideas that we don't yeah. like. And but when they endanger okay. other people anyway, well, that's when the criminal law should be involved. You Barry, Barry you respond. to section 6 of the Criminal Justice Public Order Act 1994. Yeah, which is all about likely to cause a breach of the peace. So we already have that, but you actually cited that as an example of what is good law. And now you're saying that we use that likelihood in this bill that it's bad law. No. The reality is, Ronan, you don't like it because you think it's going to stop people from saying things that are, that are not popular. But that's not what it's about. What it's about is not unpopular opinions and there's no thought crime element to this. It's all about actions and intended actions and the consequences of those actions. And what it is about is saying to those people, yes, you can have that debate. Yes, you can put forth honestly held forthright opinions that we don't mm. like, but you can't express them in a way that does down certain sectors of the community and causes hatred against particular char- characteristics that are protected in the And what defines bill. hatred? Well, hatred is defined uh, in section 2, subsection 1, um, as hatred, um, it means hatred against a person or a group of persons in the state or elsewhere on account of their protected characteristics in any or any one of those characteristics and the characteristics are set out in section 3, subsection 1. We in other words, it's not we defined. We all know what hatred means. Can you not admit and that Ronan, it's not defined? Ronan knows very well that the Interpretation Act allows us to take the ordinary meaning of a word. Nobody's in any doubt about what this means. Oh, sorry, but I'm, I'm in huge diffi- doubt about what this means. Okay. The, the difficulty with Ronald's well. course of action is that if you give a really specific definition, then people will say, well, it's not technically within that te- definition. So even though what I did is in the ordinary sense is hateful, it's not covered by the definition. Can I, Ronald, can I ask you a question? Do you think if we were to have this debate uh, tomorrow, or not tomorrow, but after the passing of the legislation later in the year, were we to have a debate and discussion on this show about biological males playing a Gaelic football uh, 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 on a women's team, that were you to come on and argue against it that you'd be prosecuted or any ordinary citizen as I said I think the danger is people shouldn't have to worry about whether they will have a knock on their door from the Gardaí bear in mind that when the guards apply the current standard of investigating non-hate non-crime hate incidents it's based on the perception of the person but it's not the Gardaí definition sorry sorry. and so when you have legislation then that doesn't define hatred and simply says you're in trouble if you utter something that's likely uh, to incite hatred it's basically left to courts, to juries, why should a person in one of their most fundamental freedoms uh, be subject to the uncertainty of that in the criminal law? Let me just be clear. Anything that would cause violence or injury or risk to any other person, I would be in the front of the queue and campaigning for it. But I stand for the democratic right of people. I don't think this government is, this government is interested in putting manners on people. And that's not a good idea. I started with Ronan, a final word to Barry. The the first thing is the guarded definition or the guarded perception of what constitutes is not the test. Section 14 specifically requires the Director of Public Prosecutions to authorise any prosecution under this uh, under this legislation. Agreed. I said a final word to <laughs> it's Barry. It's something that has to go back to the DPP, a professional organisation with no political affiliation and not banned by the Gardaí. They will decide under the definitions in each of the sections that creates an offence whether it is likely to cause hatred or violence uh, and, and intended to so create or reckless, as you say. That's there and those people carry out those decisions all day, every day to the benefit of this society without criticism. All right, no, no, I said I said a final word. I said a final word to Barry, Barry Ward, Finnegale Senator, Independent Senator Ronan Mullen. Gentlemen, thank you both very much for joining me. Uh, 
Lumber a little bit earlier in the show, we also debated and discussed the new hate crime re- legislation that's making its way uh, through the houses of the Oireachtas. Uh, Barry Ward, the Fine Gael Senator, and Ronan Mullen, the Independent Senator, were both with me. Uh, Adam Long uh, is on the show now. He's a board director of the National LGBT Federation. Adam, you're welcome to the show. Um uh, before we talk about the, the legislation specifically, I mean, hate speech, the concept, how, how do you define it or describe it to people? Absolutely. Well, thank you, Kieran, and thank you for having me on. Um, yes, I think what's important to say, because there's two aspects to this bill. So there's the hate crime um, element, and then there's also what's known as, as incitement to hatred and violence. And dealing with the second kind of part of that, um, it's important to say that it's not, you know, some kind of new or kind of radical departure. Um, as was referenced, you know, in that earlier discussion, we actually do have existing um, incitement to hatred uh, legislation in Ireland. And in fact, that's in keeping with the vast majority of, of other European countries. The problem with the 89 Act, though, is that, well, there's, it's twofold. First of all, I think it's it's been, and, you know, criminal justice practitioners and also victims themselves who are kind of key in all of this debate. They have made clear that the, the Act is, the way it's defined, it's largely ineffective uh, and it's toothless. So it doesn't actually capture that kind of what we would describe as extreme hate speech, uh, again, which is very much understood, you know, across the Western world. Um, and the second aspect of that then is that it needs to be updated because in 1989, you know, social media, the advent of the internet and, and so forth, that, was, that wasn't even in its infancy, it just didn't exist. So I think it's very inappropriate that mm. we would update our legislation um, and that's that's what we're doing here. Uh, the, the, the proposed law is very much, and this really does need to be stressed, I think, here, and it's in keeping also with the uh, European Court of Human Rights. So so people have the right to be offensive. They have the right to shock, offend and disturb. But what's being captured here is where that crosses a threshold into actually inciting extreme hatred and violence. And I think it's right, absolutely right, okay. that we legislate for that. And I, I want to get a sense of, of what it's like f- to be at the receiving end of of uh, kind of incitement to hatred at, or, 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 you know, words or actions that could be construed as incitement to hatred or, or, or hate speech. How does it affect victims. Yes, absolutely. And that is the key point here. And, you know, people absolutely are entitled to their opinions and hopefully the debate that we're having, it'll be an informed debate. But this isn't abstract or theoretical. We're dealing with real victims here. And I think the legislation, you know, must keep sight of that. And I think the broader public debate needs to keep sight of the the victim-centred nature of it and protecting our our vulnerable communities because there is absolutely um, a sharp rise in hate crime. That's not just us saying that. That's not the NGO or civil society sector. Um, figures released only in the last month by the authorities revealed a thir- nearly a 29%, nearly a 30% jump in reported hate crime in Ireland. So it's very much a kind of uh, a reality. Um, and it's why the legislation is timely. Um, I mean, I'll just kind of, you know, uh, kind of recount one of those victims. So 2022, for example, um, every month of that year, uh, GCN, which is an LGBT publication, we, we publish... They um, had at least one report for every month of the year uh, detailing a a hate crime attack. Um, So again, it's not a theoretical kind of concept. One of those who was attacked in Dublin, you know, an unprovoked homophobic attack, he spoke from his hospital bed. He had to be hospitalised because of his injuries. And he said that, you know, one of the things that would reassure him or that would help him and victims like him would be the introduction of hate crime legislation. 
Um, and of course, a lot of this as well, Kieran, is happening online. So nearly everyone who is LGBT and certainly those of us, let's say, who are active in the in the advocacy sector have received abuse, the worst kind of slurs and tropes mm. that I won't even repeat um, on air, um, which are kind of, I think, because the, the online space has become such a proliferation of, um, how shall we say, kind of hateful extremism and, and disinformation. And because it's the Wild West, we don't have proper yeah. accountability for the online space. And what, what do you say, Adam, to people who, who hear that and they think, but just ignore it if it's online? Well, the problem there, Kieran, is that, you know, hateful words can, you know, of that extreme degree, can then actually translate into real world consequences. And we've seen that. We have the evidence of that. You know, the 6th of January in the United States, that was incited online. Most of that actually came from online, the online sources. We've seen the growth of uh, the very worrying growth, or I should say the, the mobilisation of extremism here in Ireland. Uh, so, you know, it's again, it's not kind of an abstract concept. The legislation is very much in line with international best practice. Um, and I think, you know, and I think that's that's what we can't lose sight of. The, the, the people's own lived experiences, uh, the figures themselves from official sources reveal that this is a real uh, and pressing problem. Okay. Um, and, yeah. And I would say as well, just as well, Kieran, what's important. So we're updating the, or the government is updating the incitement to hate, to hatred legislation to keep pace with modern society. But in terms of the second leg of this very important legislation, the hate crime aspect, actually Ireland is far behind the curve where, where that's concerned. You know, even conservative states in America, you know, other parts of, you know, say conservative parts of Europe have hate crime legislation because I was listening to your debate earlier, and this is a very key distinction that I think needs to be um, explained. Why most similar jurisdictions have specific hate crime as opposed to, you know, general kind of run of the mill, if you like, kind of crimes, mm. is that it's, it's the ultimate signal crime. So when somebody is the victim of a hate attack, when it attacks their inherent identity, that's, uh, and the hate crime perpetrator actually intends this, it's actually it's attacking an entire community and it instills fear in an entire community. So that's why quite appropriately, most other countries have recognised that hate crime, it's, it's not some general kind of random uh, attack or, you know, uh, of that nature, we do need to kind of specifically legislate for it. And, and so to go back to kind of the, the online example, uh, the danger is that if you've got somebody online or people online suggesting we, you know, we deport some crowd, we lock up this crowd, we do something worse to this crowd, that, yeah, OK, Adam can just ignore that. But if that person continues to spread that message online, the message kind of proliferates and, you know, people could subscribe to that way of thinking. Yes, of course. But I mean, also, I think it's important to say that the threshold is high for um, extreme hate speech. And, and rightly so. I mean, of course, people are, as I said, people are and, and case law and also the European Court of Human Rights have recognised that very unpleasant and very, you know, um, offensive uh, language you know, is 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 obviously legal, but I think when it reaches a certain threshold, when it reaches that very high threshold, um, which should be high, but not so, not impossible to capture mm. the really kind of egregious examples of hate, um, I, I, I think that does that does need to be that does need to be recognised, um, and I think that you know that that is that is accounted for. But I would come back to the online space. I really do think here, and that's where this legislation is so important uh, and allied, I suppose, with the um, the online safety 
people as well. You know, it is it is the Wild West. Um, and just to, you know, to, to explain to your listeners, the Taoiseach actually in an interview with us, the NXF last year as part of the Pride celebrations, he himself said that, you know, the era of self, effectively self-regulation of these large tech platforms, that needs to end. So like anything, I suppose it's in the enforcement. Um, and I think we do need to protect people online in particular. Adam Long, Board Director of the National LGBT Federation. Adam, thanks a million uh, for joining us. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.